Good Saturday morning to everybody, and welcome to the Mortgage Matters Radio Show, along with Rob Weinberg. I am Gary Byron. Rob, good morning. Hey, Gary. How are you, sir? Oh, man, you're sounding great. I'm doing uh, fantastic. How was your week? Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. What can I say? You know, we're getting into the fall, but I can tell you things have not settled down. There's a lot of people buying and financing. That's for sure. Oh, that's good. That's good. You know, I know it's slow, but slow is better than zero, right? So, I mean, something's better than nothing. Oh, yeah, you got to take the good with the bad. Like we talked about last time, it's, you know, ups and downs. It's cyclical in the real estate industry. So for a lot of people right now is down, but, you know, we're cranking it out and we're definitely helping the home buyers and people even refinancing nowadays, believe it or not. So lots of opportunity and, you know, just taking it day by day, Gary. It's all you can do, my friend. I always say, you know, one day at a time, and every day is a blessing. And I, I don't just say that, man. I mean that. So, uh, hey, listen, I, I, I've, I, I noticed, um, you know, there's a, there's a few more houses on the market um, in September than there were in July or August. I, I, not as many as maybe April, May, June, but it's not as, you know. It may be slow, but it wasn't as the inventory is a little better. I would presume that continues right up until, you know, through October and maybe into a little bit of November. And then once the holiday, you know, the Thanksgiving through Christmas or New Year's gets here, it'll be once again, get back to being slow again. I mean, that's just the normal seasonality of it. I think this year you got a, a, a few people that, were holding out, you know, they were holding out listing their homes for this or that reason. And the closer we get to the end of the year, the more scared they get. Like, have we seen that peak? Should I list my house now? And the, and the more we get into the winter with those additional expenses that come from owning a home in the winter, people start getting a little bit scared that they're going to have to hold their house, you know, through the winter season and they're going to have these extra expenses. So I know that historically the winter is the cheaper time of year to buy for sure. And we're seeing that no matter what the interest rates are doing, there's always that 5 to 10% reduction we see during that time of year. It's just every year it happens. Oh. So winter, winter is actually one of the best times out of the year to get a house because you're saying yep. the same house in June is cheaper in January or February? Yeah, it's just the re- uh, it's the real estate seasonality, and we've done multiple episodes on seasonality. So yeah. any of our listeners that want more info, go check out some of those uh, previous episodes we've done. But there's a seasonality to the real estate market just based on the transition from you know fall to winter and spring to summer, etc. So generally what you're seeing is during those hotter months of the year, mm-hmm. spring to summer, yep. we see prices go up and uh, you know, a lot more people are in the market. It's just supply and demand. But then the opposite happens, Gary, when we get to that fall winter time of year where you have people bowing out of the market, mainly for school and family and vacation reasons. Mm-hmm. But regardless, again, less buyers in the market. So a little bit less competition, more negotiations going on, more opportunity for lower prices, like you're saying. And every house I've ever bought, and I've said this on multiple shows, I've bought every house in the winter, you know, and that's when I'm able to negotiate with the sellers best. It's just always been the case, no matter whether the rates are at 3% or 8%. 
the winner is always going to be just a better time with less competition, give you more flexibility in your negotiation. I don't know how much negotiating with a seller is going on in these days, but uh, 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 how, how, how much has changed since you first entered the industry 21 years ago? How has the industry changed? And just during your tenure? A lot of changes, obviously, with the rates being volatile. We've talked about there's changes every year with the seasonality up and down, the, the boom and bust cycles, right? But I would say the number one change is the technology that has been used in the real estate industry, not only for buying and selling homes with real estate agents, but also for the financial piece, the mortgage, getting the mortgage processed. A lot more technology used now, and it's a lot quicker now than it was when I started in the industry. Um, and we're seeing, you know, real estate has always been behind the eight ball when it comes to technology innovation because it's such a big industry. It's hard to get a lot of companies and people on board. But finally, I feel like because the market is softened a little bit, there's less um, just less transactions happening, right? Mm. So real estate professionals have the ability now to look at some of these tech tools, some of this artificial intelligence and these other things that we didn't have time to deal with a year or two ago. Now we have time to bring them in, implement them, build them into our process and make a better experience for all the home buyers and people financing out there so that when you go to buy or refinance your next home, it should absolutely be easier than the last time you did it because of these innovations in technology. That's what we're diving into in today's show. So you're saying technology is really transforming the way people, well, well, we know search for, but even buy and finance homes in today's real estate market. Yeah, Gary, it has changed the game when it comes to the real estate market and buying and, and financing homes. So like you said, everyone pretty much knows, and for greater than a decade you've been able to go on like zillow realtor these other websites these home search sites and you've been able to look at homes like what's available you know even when i bought my last residential home years back you know six seven years ago now was like we went online to look at properties that's how we found what homes were available so that's been there but i want to get a little bit more in depth on the newer technology i'm talking about virtual tours of homes that really took off with the pandemic then you've got uh, web-enabled processes. So when you go to like sign the contract for your home, you're going to typically sign it on your phone, tablet, or computer, whereas five, 10 years ago, you'd be wet signing that on a piece of paper and delivering it to different people. Also, the whole mortgage process now, you know, when I started, we were doing a ton of FedExing back and forth or even faxing, believe it or not. Now it's all web enabled. Now it's all right on your phone, tablet, or computer. You're signing the documents. You're getting everything to us. So home buyers can nowadays not only search for the home remotely, but they can access information. They can do tours of the home. They can even do modeling of the home and renovations. And then, like I said, the whole mortgage process is now streamlined online. So that's some of the innovations that you've seen. Okay. Ah, this is this is really cool. Um, so you you mentioned. Virtual tours, I'm imagining you, there's 3D home modeling um, on the whole home buying experience. Explain that for me. Yeah, so 3D tours, what that, or excuse me, virtual reality tours. Let's yeah. start talking about virtual reality yeah. tours. So virtual reality tours is generally going to be a realtor or a real estate professional who's going to be on an iPad or an iPhone or some sort of tech-enabled device, and they're going to walk you through that property while you're on the other end. 
So we saw this take off huge during the pandemic. You had people from California, Colorado, Texas. They were buying homes in Connecticut, but because of the travel restrictions, because of just modern day uh, influences that we all have in our lives, they didn't have the time to, to make it to Connecticut to come look at the home. So the realtor or real estate professional went through the house with a camera, with an iPhone, with a tablet, and was able to show them and interact with the buyers during this virtual showing. And although it caught on during the pandemic, Gary, I've seen this more and more, especially with people that are buying hours away, you know, or states away True. from where they're oh, going. Oh, yeah, to. good We're point. A lot more of that remote work. So these virtual showings are almost the standard nowadays. They're considered totally normal and customary. The other technology that's really cool along these lines is the 3D modeling. Mm. So 3D modeling allows a buyer to explore a property from the comfort of their own home, maybe using virtual reality goggles, maybe using a tablet or computer, web browser, that sort of thing. But it gives you an immersive experience as if you're in the home. So it really helps you as a buyer visualize the space, um, figure out furnishings. Where am I going to put my couch? What are the measurements? Um, interior decorating, you know, different places and measurements of where you're going to put different pictures and just different interior decorating options. And then floor plan modification. Sometimes you might go in a house and go, oh, we need to knock that wall down or what's behind this wall or that. You can do all that with the 3D modeling programs. And this is like cutting edge, whereas before it only be, you know, would be used by professionals. Now it can actually be put in the hands of the home buyer to allow you to really understand what are your opportunities, what are your options with that home. And it's top of mind now more than ever because of the low inventory, you might have to buy a home that requires some work, requires some repair, requires some renovation. So the 3D modeling is huge and the virtual reality tour is just to give you that ability to be immersed in the house before you actually go there. What about blockchain technology? What role is it playing in real estate transactions, especially regarding property records and, and, uh, and security? Yeah, so blockchain technology is something that I've been excited about because of the actual potential in real estate and in the financial industry in general. So let me step back for a lot of our listeners that may be newer and talk about blockchain technology and what that is. So you may understand or know of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and some of the cryptocurrencies. Mm. So those are currencies that use blockchain technology. So we're talking about using the same technology on the blockchain, but using it to actually help facilitate the process of buying, selling, and financing a home. So what this does is the blockchain ensures a secure transaction, a transparent transaction, and tamper-proof. Tamper-proof is huge because with this advent in technology, you've seen more crime, right? You've seen cybersecurity risks and things mm. that we'll talk about. Mm. But one of the biggest benefits of blockchain technology is it's tamper-proof. So it completely eliminates the risk of fraud during the housing and mortgage transaction. No other technology has completely eliminated that risk of fraud until blockchain has come about. It also speeds up the transactions because generally you would have to spend weeks doing title search, appraisal, all these things. Now many of these are being onboarded to be done on the blockchain, so speed it up significantly. This is one of the reasons that I've talked about being able to buy or refinance a home in seven days or less in the next few years. And a lot of that advent is going to be through using this blockchain technology. It also reduces the need for intermediaries, and that's going to lower your overall cost to do a deal. It's going to cost less because there's less hands in the cookie jar, so to speak. 
We've had this antiquated title search process in the United States for decades. And I was always, even when I joined the industry decades ago, I said, this is a technology that needs to change. This title search process, it had always taken weeks to be done. And I'm like, this should be done in minutes or days. Blockchain and the uh, implementation of blockchain in real estate is going to revolutionize title search to where title searches, instead of taking a week or two, they're going to take a couple of minutes. Okay, that's huge because that's one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle that bogs down a real estate transaction is a title search. And that's coming. It may take a little bit, but once that's implemented, it's huge. And mortgage verifications. A lot of people don't realize that during the process of getting a mortgage, there's a lot of verifications that go on behind the scenes. Employment verifications, tax verifications with the IRS, bank account verifications with financial institutions. And blockchain is going to revolutionize that because once all that data goes to the blockchain, again, we're going to be able to take things that are very costly and take hours or days and turn that into minutes. And that's going to completely compress the transaction time of a real estate deal, whether you're buying, refinancing, selling, it's going to compress that down, I believe, to about a third of the time of what it takes today. And there might even be a time, maybe it'll be decades from now, but there might be a time that you'll be able to literally go online and buy a house in less than a day or two. That's incredible. And I know that sounds crazy, but everyone said closing a mortgage even in 10 or 15 days was crazy a decade ago, and we're doing it every day. So this is what's to come, and this is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about blockchain in the real estate market. You know, AI-driven algorithms, they're becoming more prevalent in the mortgage industry. So how are then, how are these algorithms helping lenders and, and home buyers for that matter. Yeah, so AI's been all the rage lately. Everyone's heard about Chat GPT and just a zillion new AI tools, pretty much the hottest thing in the market right now. And what AI's doing for mortgage is it's helping us enhance the mortgage process by automating certain tasks, specifically credit assessment and underwriting is being outsourced to artificial intelligence. And what I'm seeing is when an underwriter used to have to sit there and do calculations, now those calculations are doing being done by AI, by artificial intelligence, and then they're just being double-checked by the human, by the underwriter. So instead of maybe only dealing with, say, five files a day, a mortgage underwriter can deal with 50 files a day. So the work productivity is enhanced substantially because a lot of that manual labor and calculation is now being done by technology the way that it should be, right? So that's huge. Quicker loan approvals. Uh, Loan approvals used to take weeks. Now they're taking hours or days. So that's definitely a big piece of the puzzle with AI helping. Lower interest rates are really an an overall uh, idea behind this because the lower the cost is to generate a mortgage, the lower the cost is to manufacture a mortgage loan, the lower it's going to cost the consumer in the end. So these tools long term should drive mortgage rates down, you know, over very long periods of time. Right, we're talking right. about. It's not going to bring your rate from seven to five tomorrow. But over the course of decades, it might shave a quarter or half a point over what the end consumer gets for a mortgage rate because it actually lowers the cost to get that mortgage. And then the last thing is improved accuracy. There's a lot of pieces to the puzzle when it comes to processing a mortgage. And there's a lot of different systems that have to talk to each other. And sometimes information may get updated in one system and doesn't get updated in another. This is one of the biggest friction points for us as professionals in the mortgage industry. 
But with the advent of the artificial intelligence being adapted into the industry now, a lot of that manual movement of data from one system to another and having things match up and making sure they're accurate, now that can be done through artificial intelligence, which again, speed, ease, accuracy, all these things are all as a result of artificial intelligence. Two quick notes before we go into the next question are, today, right now, I have specific loan programs that use artificial intelligence. So we're seeing this used today. The five-day HELOC, I've talked about it on some of our shows. Yep. Five-day HELOC, the reason it's done so quick is because it's an artificial intelligence appraisal and it's artificial intelligence underwriting. So that's why it's so quick because a HELOC normally is a 30-day or more process. It's five days with this product because of the artificial intelligence. And then the other thing is property inspection waivers. And there's some new Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac initiatives to reduce the abundance of requirements when it comes to getting an appraisal on a home. And all that is driven by AI. So they're able to get so much data now that they can just use artificial intelligence to sift through that data, making it a lot less costly and less time for an appraiser or someone who's a inspector for an, you know for a, a real estate company to go and look at a property. So that's what we're seeing right now today wow. implemented. Wow, incredible. Something to look forward to down the road. Are there any specific oh, yeah. tech tools or um, maybe platforms that you can recommend for people looking to streamline their, their home buying or even their mortgage process right now? There are. So a lot of the tools that we're talking about here in the mortgage industry are going to be used by professionals like mortgage processors, loan officers, underwriters, et cetera. But there are a couple tools that you as a home buyer, as a homeowner can use to embrace this technology in your life. The yeah. first one is going to be HomeBot. HomeBot's an AI tool that I've been touting and using for several years with my clients. And as technology innovates, the program just gets better and better. HomeBot allows you to search for homes and track the mortgages on the current homes that you own and track that against the current market, right? So it'll show you what interest rates are doing. It'll show you what homes are available, that sort of thing. So HomeBot is a huge one. If your lender's not already using it, reach out to me. Gary will give you my contact and we can get you onboarded on HomeBot at no cost to you. The, the other one that for me, I can't talk about innovation and AI and tech and real estate without talking about a tool called Arrive. Arrive is spelled A-R-I-V-E. Now this tool Arrive, you're not gonna be able to get it as a consumer, but the reason it's so important to talk about is because Arrive is an end-to-end -end loan origination platform used by mortgage originators like myself. It's actually built for mortgage brokers. So what Arrive allows you to do is all the technology we're talking about, it actually integrates that into a web-based system that can be accessed right on a, a cell phone or a tablet. So what this means is your mortgage loan officer can update your pre-approval from the beach. They can update <laughs> something on the weekend when they're with their family and you don't have to call them or talk or ask them or have this cumbersome process. And it also allows us to just take this whole thing that was several days and just really make it lickety split, super simple, super easy and mobile based. So ask your mortgage advisor if they're using Arrive and if they're not, find out what tech tools they are using. Make sure you're dealing with a tech savvy mortgage advisor because it's so easy nowadays to get left behind when it comes to tech. Well, conducting business on the beach is what got my attention. With the rise of online mortgage lenders, how can how do you how can borrowers be in, you know be sure that they're getting the best possible mortgage deal while working in the digital environment. 
Right. So when we're talking about digital, there's a lot of lenders that are digital lenders. So they don't have a local office. They don't have local representatives. They're online lenders. But when we're talking about technology, people gravitate towards these online lenders because that's what they lead with. Instead of leading with relationships or leading with experience, they lead with the technology. So it's easy to kind of get wrapped up in that. So what can you do as a home buyer or mortgage borrower to make sure you get the best deal is you want to compare offers between multiple lenders, especially if you're dealing with an online lender, you want to make sure you get at least one second opinion because you don't know using an online lender, where are they at in your local market? Meaning how do they compare to the local lenders? What are they offering you versus what you could get from a mortgage broker or a local bank? So make sure if you're dealing with an online lender that you're getting at least one other opinion uh, because you may find you're getting incorrect information or the pricing or something's way, way off. You also want to work ideally with a wholesale mortgage broker like myself who works with hundreds of banks because I can pull your credit one time and shop you with hundreds of banks. If you try to do that on your own, you're going to have a credit pull from multiple lenders and have to spend that time applying with multiple lenders. So I think for that reason, one phone call or one contact with a wholesale mortgage broker can be worth its weight in gold because we deal with the online lenders, but we also deal with the brick and mortar lenders to make sure you get the best deal. And that's really what it's all about. The last thing you want to do is verify the legitimacy and the reputation of whatever lender you're working with, but especially the online lenders. So you want to vet them through Google reviews, through Yelp, Facebook, just vet them to make sure that they're trustworthy and that they're real. Make sure that their reviews are detailed and legitimate and they're not just some fraud, right? Go and and make calls and do your extra research and due diligence and make sure that you're working with the right person. This is something you only do so often, so you really need to be careful about who you work with and be extra diligent. Folks, you're listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can check him out online at robgw.com and make that appointment with him at 860-413-3938. What what are some of the cybersecurity challenges that's associated with real estate tech? And, And really, how can both the buyers and the lenders protect themselves? Yeah, so one of the biggest issues about implementing this uh, blockchain and AI-driven technology into real estate is cybersecurity. There's a lot of money at stake here, a lot, a lot of money. And when hackers and fraudulent people and scam artists understand that, they try to devise ways to get in between that and get in between you and your hard-earned money. So we're talking about data breaches. You know, data breaches are getting more and more common every day. And fraud as well. There's a lot of wire fraud going on right now where uh, hackers and scammers will um, they will pose as a real estate attorney or real estate office or paralegal, and they will then transmit fraudulent wiring instructions for your closing. And this is happening more and more. So this is something you want to be super diligent with is all this fraud. So you want to use secure email. You want to use encrypted tools like we were talking about with the tech tools like Arrive, encrypted platforms. You want to be extra diligent when it comes to strong passwords. You know, I know it's a real pain to add the extra apostrophes, exclamation points and numbers. (laughs) But this is a place where it really makes sense to do that extra verification. The two-factor authentication, those extra things you want to be careful of and stay vigilant when you're talking about this uh, online real estate mortgage. And stay vigilant against phishing attempts. 
phishing attempts or when they act like they're somebody else. Right. You think it's Citibank or you think it's Bank of America, but it's really a hacker. Or maybe in the case where you think it's your real estate attorney and it's a hacker sending you uh, information. So pick up the phone and make the call. Send the message. Double check everything to make sure you don't lose your hard-earned money. All right, last question for you, Rob. Are there any emerging technologies or maybe trends that are on the horizon that could further disrupt the real estate and mortgage industry? Yeah, so one that we've seen right now in retail that hasn't been adapted yet in real estate are AI-powered chatbots. So when you go to have a a return or an issue at a normal retail store, now you can do it through AI chatbots. That's going to be the case with real estate. I think real estate agents and mortgage companies are going to start using AI-powered chatbots to answer routine calls and messages from clients. So that's a big one. Blockchain for smart contracts. We talked about blockchain. So I think mortgage contracts and mortgage notes are going to be moved all onto the blockchain ultimately. And then there's something called IoT or Internet of Things. This is the next phase of technology coming out. And this is going to revolutionize home automation. So like your refrigerator will be connected to the Internet. Your thermostat, your your uh, your lights. Well, they already have apps that do that. Home. Yeah, they have there apps that do that. No, apps that do that. Yes, and those are cutting edge. But I'm talking about your entire home being put onto the Internet of Things, to where I could go on right now and know what's in my refrigerator if I'm at the grocery store. Do I need new milk or do I already have milk? And if I do have milk in the fridge, when does it expire? Those are things we're going to be able to uncover and implement with this Internet of Things. So I know it's a long time coming, but these technologies, Gary, are going to revolutionize the way not only people buy and sell real estate, but also the way people live in their homes. And it's going to give more value to living in your home when there's more you can do there, right? Let's just hope it doesn't get hacked into. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Uh, wow. I mean, you've got me excited here on, on many fronts. It sounds like, uh, I mean, technology is alive and well in not only the real estate industry, but even the mortgage uh, industry as well. That's that's exciting. It's alive and well, Gary. And, you know, I was definitely not seeing it till recently, but we you are must be, and rolling. You must be excited, Rob. Super excited because I'm implementing the technology we're talking about. It's yeah. one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to implement it. And literally every day I'm implementing new technology in my business and for my clients. And the reception is unbelievable. Like sure. everyone is so excited and I'm happy to bring it to you. All righty. Folks, uh, if you like more information on this episode or any of the others that we uh, have uh, performed for you in the past, it's very easy to watch this on demand at your convenience. Simply head over to Rob's website. It's www.robgw.com. That's robgw.com. If you'd like to uh, send us a, a question, maybe we can get it answered right, right here in these very airwaves. Hey, maybe as soon as even next weekend, simply email us at Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. And to schedule a consultation with Rob Weinberg, very easy to do as well, 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938. Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one, everybody. So long.